This podcast is presented by the Florida Thoroughbred Breeders and Owners Association and the Florida Department of Agriculture. So we're here today with you, Mary Leitner, with Shooting Star Thoroughbreds, and we're talking about Chancet, your your stallion that's standing here, since it is breeding season. So welcome to the studios. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's wonderful that you're here. I, I It's been a several years since I, I got to know you and also Lisa Gooden when you, you were at the Florida Sire Stakes. And of course, that day we had this wonderful bus trip there and a lot of people that got involved with Thoroughbreds thanks to both of you that day. We had several people that you actually introduced us to that actually got involved with Shooting Star that day. So <laughs> we appreciate getting to meet everybody. You had a, a good operation. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't hurt that uh, Chance it was there that day and he won the Florida Sire Stakes that day. So that obviously helps you catch the racing bug a little bit. Right. He uh, he really was a, a everybody. All the fans love Chance. It. It's a, I don't know if it was just his desire. Every single time he stepped foot on the on the racetrack, he he tried hard, and I think everybody saw it and appreciated it. And you know the we love the Florida Sire Stakes. That was our goal with him when we bought him. Is you know let's try to win the Florida Sire Stakes, and he got two of the three legs and was second in the in the affirmed. So. Yeah. He uh, he did everything we asked him to do. So so let's talk a little bit about what you why you chose him when you purchased him out of sale uh, and what you were looking for and how how the syndicate came together. Okay, well we didn't we bought him privately. privately um, okay. I trained his brother. Um, the first foal out of Vagabond Diva was Trenton Traveler, and he won first time out for me at Churchill Downs. So so I've, as soon as the race is over, I get on the phone with my dad and say, you know, let's find the bait, let's find his brother. <laughs> so. Dad went and looked at him. He said, "Mary, he's a really nice colt." And so we made a deal and bought him and uh, and raised him out at our farm at Oak Glen in Williston and uh, broke him, trained him, and you know, just it's got the bloodlines of currency swap, right? With Bagabon, Bagabon Diva, yeah, the Diva, and then she's by Pleasantly Perfect. That's right. Yeah, okay. that's right. And then the mares um, that got Stormcat and the bloodlines on that side. And I think that's a lot of you see a lot of that in in. Um, Current and um, chance it, chance it, yeah. So yeah, so from start to finish, you you go and pick it in privately. You bring him over. Now you mentioned your father, so talk a little bit about your other family members that are in the industry. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, my dad, he's done it. It's all he ever wanted to do his whole life. You know, when every toy he ever wanted as a kid was a a, a toy horse. You know, so he's he's been in the business a long time. He really. Um, always wanted to be at the races but had three kids and kind of sacrificed for us and you know kind of trained horses and was bloodstock has been a bloodstock agent and you know he's really got a gift for picking out horses and um pretty well respected amongst his peers um my brother is in the business he's a bloodstock agent he got my dad's gift of being able to pick out good horses and my sister she she's in the business as well she works for sequel and and we're all just kind of that wasn't dad's plan so two two out of three of you that my sister molly and um so we uh dad didn't want us in it yeah <laughs> but he, we got to an age where he couldn't tell us no so well and i think he, he like you said you saw a lot of things along the way that your father did and so you have a good eye for horses and a good eye for performance because when you see a horse that you're training when at churchill downs and you're immediately like let's get his brother so right. so you you kind of know that game really well and so when you get chance it and you put him into training you have now a syndicate with him and so or your partners what 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 was that journey like 
taking them along the, the way as he goes on to win two legs of the sire stakes? Well, it, we, it was our first syndicate we ever had. We had chanced in it. So there's a lot of people that have never been in the horse business, and this is their first chance to ever have a horse. So their expectations got high really fast. You're like, uh, okay, <laughs> so, guys, we're going to go for yeah, the, big, the so, big ones. But it was a good thing that they really enjoyed it. A lot of our clients are from um, Kentucky. They get on the plane, come down. You know, Gulfstream was phenomenal about giving us, you know, space to have everybody to watch the races. And um, they just really, it was the highlight of their, you know, they stress out over the next race <laughs> or where are we going? And Their so, hair was a little frazzled. What's interesting is there was a lot of joy in the winner's circle. That was one thing is not only before the race, people were having a good time, a little nervous, of course, because mm -hmm. they want to see the horse um, run well and, and, and be happy and healthy when he comes out of it. But the winner's circle was always a pretty exciting thing. So it had to be one of the highlights for them to get close to the horse and see, you know, what that's like. It was. I don't think they knew what they were getting into. You know, we tried to create a syndicate where people could get in for a reasonable price and enjoy the experience and try to learn a little bit about horse racing. I mean, we need fans, right? Yeah, so, yeah. And we, that's the whole good, that was the deal going in is let's try to do that. And I think we were successful with that. They came, they watched, they just really learned a lot more about horse racing than they ever could have, you know, if they just went to, you know, the races once or twice a year, you know. So. Yeah, because they have this inside, you know, kind of conversation. So I think that's why the people on our bus trip also um, were more involved in the sport because they met you uh, and you were there with a, a lot of people having a great time and they see the success. And so they said, maybe I can be involved too. So it makes the access to horses a bit easier. Yeah, and the and the great riders and the trainers, you know, they get to see trainers that they only see on TV and riders are riding their horses that they only see when they win the Kentucky Derby and you know it's it's really exciting for them and I, I don't think we've had anybody that hasn't enjoyed didn't enjoy the trip <laughs> yeah yeah and I think even just the experience to be able to go into the paddock sometimes mm -hmm. or or just the hospitality where you just feel like you've arrived you right. know you have this great experience so now chance it so from his races uh, he ended up winning a little over five hundred eighty thousand mm -hmm. dollars and he came back and, and won a race his uh, three-year-old career or three-year-old year and then he went on and, and, and raced his four-year-old year and then you retired him and so when you retired him what were you, what were you thinking of for the Florida breeders and breeders in general when you retired and what kind of mares do you thinking would get under him and that type of thing well we were we really think that his career was cut short due to injury mm -hmm. obviously Safi said from the get-go, from his first win, he received the highest buyer number of any two-year-old in the country and kept the highest buyer number almost through the year. Um, Safi said, this is a grade one horse. I have no, you know, in my mind, he's a grade one horse. So my dad was, he started Northern a fleet, you know, and he had this, you know, kind of the same thing. Mm. Um, just let's get mares under him. Let's, you know, Maggie Hawk, a fleet Alex's mother was a free seasons, you know, so. Yeah. You know, it's you, you got to get mares on the ground, in my dad's opinion, and that's yeah, what we. Alex, what a story there, yeah, right? Uh, so, so yeah, and so his belief of get mares under him. Yeah, get just get babies him. on the ground, and and that's the main order of business to get get him going. And you know, we love Florida. We love the Florida breeding program. We love the Florida sire stakes and everything about 
you know, and we wanted to be in Florida, love Crystal and Brent, and we're so happy which that they Brent Fernand is where uh, the journeyman stud, mm-hmm. which they they've had great success, obviously right. with Cozon Wildcat Air and a number of stallions. So they know how to place a stallion right. Mm-hmm. So chance it's there standing, which is yes. which is a great place to be. Yeah, when they when I was asked where do you want him to go, and of course I hadn't spoken with anybody, but my answer was I'd like for him to go to journeyman, mm-hmm. and I was so happy when they said yes that they would take him on and so what are you seeing from these early foals we have they're really good looking individuals they are long legs all of them um the two we have on the ground are have good minds like their dad um one is a um, the mother's a half to with verve and the other one is um, the baby is the mother's lyrica who is a multiple stakes winner at Gulfstream park so and she's got uh, the long legs and the mind to match, too. So Yeah, and you talk about his mind. I know that um, when we came to award him his two-year-old champion award, because he is a Florida bred champion, we came out to the barns, and, and that was how we did the awards that year, visiting everyone at the farms. And he, he, was, he was really full of himself. He was fired up, ready. He, he wanted to get out and work. So he's a horse that enjoys being out on the track, exercising and in work. But like you said, he has a really good mind. And so what does that mean for, for breeders when they, they breed to him? What, you know, when you say, yeah, he's got a good mind. I think they can expect that their babies will do what what they're asked. They, um, they already, we have them leading. Just he never got tired on the racetrack. And that was, is he can pass that on. And when he would come back to the winter circle, he wouldn't be breathing in any harder than you and I are right now. And, you know, he just really yeah. had a, um, the stamina and he just had a lot of ability and, um, He's he's was a good racehorse. Yeah, and it's worth mentioning again that speed. I mean mm-hmm. that speed when you have a, a a buyer, you know the highest buyer for for most of the year, and we're talking all horses, not just horses right. running at Goldstream Park, not just horses running in the state, but that is across the country. Right. So that's really 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 impressive. Right. And so I'm getting the signal to wrap here in a couple seconds. So I I did want to mention if you want to mention where your your training center is, where you're training, the name of your stable again and your syndicate, how people can get involved, and then where he's standing. Sure. He's, uh, we're at Oak Ridge Training Center in uh, Morriston. Um, we have um, our Shooting Star Syndicate out of there. That It's shootingstartb.com is our website um, that anybody can get involved. It's a fun way. Everybody has fun. You'll have 18 months of fun. Um, we Give them an idea of what that price point would be. Does, what does it range from? You, it's $3,000 all in. You get... Um, three horses, no bills, and they'll run through, you know, for 18 months through their two year whole year, two year old year through halfway through their three year old year. And you get your 1% is we shall sell a hundred shares. So one shares, you know, mm-hmm. it's one for one. So, yeah. um, and it's just fun. We go to the races, we write race in Kentucky and Gulf and Florida, mostly, um, sometimes New York, Virginia, and then, uh, you get your share of the purse money and when we sell the horses you get your share of that part portion too and um just everybody has a lot of fun with it and for you can get in for you know what it would cost to go on a long weekend so yeah that's great you get 18 months and we um we stand a chance at journeyman um and you can call brent and crystal and and book your mayor to him and uh it's uh i think we're going to have 
we're going to give him every single opportunity that we can give him to make it as a stallion here in Florida. So. Yeah, and I would say, too, um, based on what we've talked about a little bit, also giving Brett Fernanda a call. He's really great about talking about where he sees the placement of mares under the stallions, and they've had great success. Again, they have stallion of the year this year, and we hope to see Chancet in the future not only be a Florida Bar champion, but hopefully – um, you know, win one of those stallion awards down the road. So yeah. thanks for coming in, Mary. Oh, really appreciate it. I appreciate um, it, guys. Uh, really appreciate it. And I would be failing to mention also that you're on the FTBOA Board of Directors. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, thank, um, you. thank you for your service to the industry. And it's very meaningful for our board to have people that have been in our industry um, with, with all sorts of backgrounds. And you bring that syndicate experience, ownership, the horsemanship, and um, that sort of Florida Sire Stakes experience, and now the stallion experience. So we really appreciate Appreciate you being on our board. Oh, thank you. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. This podcast is presented by the Florida Thoroughbred Feeders and Owners Association and the Florida Department of Agriculture.